Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Fantastic. So we totally agree. Right. We uh, teased it. We promised it. So let's deliver it. Adam Gilchrist. At once upon a time, and I'm not sure if he still has an association with SCN in Australia, but we've heard him from time to time. Gilly and man, he, I found this clip online and it was a, a podcast with Cameron Brown, the great AFL player and uh, absolute tipping tragic. He loves his horse racing, does the Brown Dogs. So I found this podcast and I found a clip from Gilly and he was telling a story and you just didn't believe it. it but he was dead serious. I can't even think there's any swearing in it from memory, but we'll find out anyway, Brian. Warnie made a few calls. It was about midnight in South Africa, Cape Town. Beautiful ground. Uh, at the base of Table Mountain, won a test match, um, big run chase, punter got 100, celebrations again, we took the team song on the road, got a bus, Warnie made a few calls, it was about midnight, yes. the cable car at Table goes up to Table Mountain yeah. in Cape yes. Town, for those who have been there, it's stunning, Sick. but it's midnight, it's all shut down, Warnie, <laughs> cup of phone calls, <laughs> next minute the, the, the operator's up there cranking up the big cable wow. car. And, but we go up, but not in the cable car, on top of it, what? which is ridiculous. We're all hammered, but ridiculous. On top of this cable car, going up. Not was, secured. No, no, there's like a little, one little wire sort of. And, and Hados, Hados was prone to a n***er occasionally. N***er. Matty Hayden, yeah. just with the Aussie flag, which wow. wasn't a great sight, but yeah. uh, it was phenomenal. We got up and we sang the team song on top of Table Mountain, out looking out over the place. That, 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 that could never be top. <laughs> uh, the most unsurprising thing about that was when he said Warnie made a couple of calls. <laughs> that was the most amazing thing. Oh, goodness me. The cable car operator, you've just knocked over South Africa, the proteas, and the locals have prepared to bend over backwards for Shane Warne. So the power of the man. <laughs> power of the man. It's a. It's incredible. And Hados, butt naked, wrapped in an Australian flag. We've had a lot of Australian cricket content today, but they are hard cases. And you would have you would have been in the presence of a couple of uh, Warney phone calls, I'm, I'm sure, Smithy. Do, do you do you miss them? Do you when you go commentate cricket? And I, I know a lot of the commentators had such a good affinity with him. He's such a, um, oh, I guess a. Well, he was so close to so many in those commentary boxes. But do you miss him a little bit when you hear stories like that? Yeah, I, I do, actually. Um, and I, I noticed uh, I got um, a message from Fox Television in Australia, and uh, they've uh, got a commentator's app, and, and on it they um, have shown that in uh, one of the commentary boxes, either Sydney or Melbourne, they've got this magnificent shot as a background, and it's, it's like a mural of Shane Warne uh, and Andrew Simons embracing and, uh, it, you know, they lost both of them in the short space of time. And uh, when I was there last year, it was quite noticeable that um, he was missing, uh, particular Warner, uh, because he was just a frontline commentator, especially around test match time. So that was missing. Um, and uh, it, it was pretty tough for those guys in particular who work with him on a, a daily basis and had been teammates of his, travelled around the world, to go into those commentary boxes because he was such an ebullient character, 
I mean, he just owned every environment that he was in, and he didn't do it on purpose. It was just his nature and just his character. Uh, you know, he was just the, the kind of bloke that attracted uh, attracted attention, and it was like a magnet. Uh, so for him not to be there, uh, for those people in particular, and I'm not just talking the commentators, the producers, etc., who he worked very closely with, were noticeably uh, taken aback by the fact that uh, he, he, he wasn't there. So every now and then they'd order a plate full of savouries, which I was quite keen on, but uh, with a lot of sauce. And th- that was in memory of uh, Warnie, because that's what he would do late in the day, um, was uh, some sausage rolls or some, you know, just some fries or something like that. And, and it was just, and a lot of them would go and eat, and it was just the basis that uh, that was what Warnie would do at that time. And so it was very, very, uh, it was very, very moving actually. And uh, he always had, uh, during the uh, the Boxing Day test match in Melbourne, he would always host a party at his house. Uh, and that was one of the big things to go to. There was footballers there, cricketers, um, you know, the movie star, and, and it was just uh, DJs. It was just, like, phenomenal. And if you got in there, you are in the inner sanctum, which was great. I took my three sons there one year, and we, we just had the most magnificent time. And till the day they die, they'll uh, never, ever forget the, what a host he was. Uh, but it was, uh, it was just absolutely phenomenal. And so what they've done is now... Uh, his kids, his father and mother, and uh, his kids have decided that each year they'll continue that tradition and uh, host a, a function on his behalf. So uh, that's that's what he meant to Fox um, and uh, the people around there. And um, you know, that it was it was a privilege actually to to sit alongside him because not only that, he was a hell of a commentator and he was a great student of the game. People thought he was a bit of a People thought he was a bit of a rabscallion. Yes, he was. People thought, um, you know, everything was a bit lighthearted. No, it wasn't. Cricket wasn't. You don't get to be where he was in terms of wicket-takers in the world without being absolutely phenomenal. And he had more views on captaincy um, than you would imagine, and on that basis he would have made a terrific Australian test captain uh, had he had the opportunity, but uh, that was not uh, the case during his time. Amazing, absolutely amazing. One of the most, I guess, one of the most powerful figures in sport I've ever come across, to be perfectly honest. Other codes will have them as well, uh, those kind of characters. But for me, unbelievable. Well, well said, Smithy. That was really cool. Thanks for that. Thanks for sharing. I think he transcended most sports, to be honest. And, yeah, he, mm. he was never afraid in commentary to, to say when he disagreed with some tactics that a captain was showing on the field. I thought he was brilliant, and you, you definitely miss him as a viewer as well. But, no, nah, it's really cool, man. Appreciate that. That's um, that's quite special to hear memories of a, a guy you knew pretty well. Anything else on the sports desk, or are we... Well, just that the U.S. Open's going on at the moment, and um, there's you can. I'm like, I'm not going to read all the results out because there's too many. But uh, <laughs> I know Alex Demonor, who is the 13th seed, the Aussie, he managed to progress. He, he dropped a set in the end, but he he won on four, so that was good to see him go through. Carlos Alcaraz Garcia, as I said earlier, he's still got his uh, first round match to go and it was cool to see Caroline Wozniacki yesterday we spoke to about her to Brett she progressed so great to see Caro still going um what do we have on the women's side Sabalinka still plays at 1pm on Louis Armstrong Stadium later this afternoon Smithy so lots of tennis to watch 
Okay, cool. And uh, we heard about the captain's picks for the US Ryder Cup team. Uh, I just confirmed that entire Ryder Cup team for you now, and it looks exceptionally powerful. Europe are going to be have, have to be at their very, very best, and uh, their players uh, all on form. Uh, the American team, uh, Sam Burns, who was uh, a rookie this time around, and so is uh, Wyndham Clark. You've got uh, Sam Burns, uh, Patrick Cantlay, Wyndham Clark, uh, Ricky Fowler back in after a resurgence in form. Uh, Brian Harmon, um, of course, uh, winner of the Open Championship, champion golfer of the year. He's a Ryder Cup rookie, as is Max Homer. Uh, so it's not like they've gone for total experience in this. The Brooks Kepka out of Live Golf, uh, which they're allowed to do. Colin Morikawa, who's been in pretty good form. Xander Schauffele, who was superb at the, the uh, Tour Championship. Scotty Scheffler, well, say no more. Jordan Spieth is an interesting one because he's such a good match player and he's been around for such a long time. Um, and Justin Thomas, who's been horribly out of form and you would have thought on form wouldn't have picked him at all. Uh, but Justin, Th- Justin Thomas sneaks in on the basis that I probably think he and Spieth as a combination will bring the best out in each other. And Ricky Fowler also is one of their great mates. They've gone for relationships and uh, combinations as opposed to out-and-out form at the moment. That's Zach Johnson's picks and his vice-captains. Imagine this, even if uh, if you line these boys up with uh, Ryder Cup experience. Stuart Sink, Fred Couples, Jim Furyk, Davis Love III and Steve Stricker. Wow. That is a powerful back room. It's 11.31 here on SENZ.